Good evening, and you are very welcome to this week's episode of Let's Go Green. I'm your host, Ashling O'Rourke, and each and every week here on the show, we talk about issues related to the environment in the hopes of giving you some tips and tricks on how you can make small changes that will have a lasting impact. I hope you are safe and well as you tune in and are looking forward to this week's episode. Well, over the last number of weeks, we've talked a lot around the different grants that are available to retrofit your home. We've talked about just how expensive it is to retrofit your home and the different events that have been happening in the Midlands around that. But I wanted to acknowledge that we're living in in the middle of a cost of living crisis. And I don't want to ignore the fact that coming up with, whether it's 2000 for a new front door and the plastering to do the repair works afterwards, or it's 50,000 euros to completely overhaul your home, that for many of us, that's just not doable right now. And it might feel overwhelming. So we're joined now by Mary Erity from MABS. And Mary is here to talk to us a little bit about, you know, some basic budgeting advice, Mary, because I think we can get, I'm hearing chatter about people saying, oh, the real economy is already in recession or we're all feeling the pinch. And I think people are feeling very overwhelmed and it can be really hard to know where to start if you're feeling burdened financially. So uh, first things first, welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, Ashling. Um, thanks for having me on. I'm delighted to be here to remind people about MABS, which is the state's money advice and budgeting service. So I work in the Bridge Centre in Tullamore. Our office is just beside the post office, just out on the street side. And we have an office in every county. So other local offices would be Port Leash, Athlone and Mullingar for your listeners. Um, I'm the coordinator here and I work with Bernie, our administrator, Kathleen and Mayor, our money advisors, and Emer is a dedicated mortgage advisor. So just tell you a little bit about MAPS then. Uh, it's a free, independent, uh, confidential service for those who might be experiencing financial difficulty. They're worried about managing their money or they simply want assistance with looking at their budget. Uh, we don't give out money, but we would engage with creditors for somebody that was, you know, feeling overwhelmed about having personal debt, mortgage arrears, or link you in then with other agencies, depending on your needs. But I do think it's a good idea for everybody to sit down, look at their budget and review it regularly, uh, particularly with the increase in cost of living, just to see where the money is going set some aside if possible then to provide for bills that are coming up during the year or to save for one particular event or item like you mentioned. And Mary, like I think MABS, I think, is something that many people are aware of. Um, you know, we've heard the advertisements. We, I know we've heard yourself and the colleagues on your, the radio station in, in the past as well. But until we actually need a service like yourselves, we tend not to actually think too much about it. And then maybe there's a little bit of doubt that, oh, well, I'm not bad enough off to contact MABS. It's, it's, I'm, that, that's not me. So like, how open are you to, to people just picking up the phone to ask advice? We're only delighted to have somebody contact us for whatever reason. Um, like you said, you might think MABS isn't for you. Traditionally, it would have been for low-income families, maybe 
you know, trying to, uh, struggling to make ends meet. We are dealing with people now from all walks of life and only delighted to sit down with somebody. And if you find after making the phone call to us or coming in for an appointment that we're not for you, no, there's no harm done. We might be able to signpost you to another agency that better suits your needs. And at the end of the day, money is a very personal thing. Um, it can be overwhelming to deal with your own finances. I have on occasion had to look at things for myself, my own personal needs. I would have no hesitation now in contacting Citizens Information for advice on my own particular circumstances. So it can help to sit down with somebody who's not emotionally involved, mm. um, who's independent, non-judgmental. It doesn't matter what brought you to the door, as long as we can get you, you know, back on your feet when you're leaving, then we're delighted to speak to anybody. We are looking at, you know, people whose circumstances have changed because of a life event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important, if you can, to have a plan in place, you know, for that unexpected event, you could fall ill, lose your own job, you know, illness of a family member, change in family circumstances. And then, you know, just providing for life, providing for those electricity bills that we're all looking at now that are like small mortgage. Mm-hmm. I think for your own emotional and mental health, it's important to, you know, sit down, have a look at it, put a plan in place, and then it makes that unexpected event easier to deal with when it happens. And I think um, having been through through illness of family members and, and my own personal circumstances, quite significant shocks in the past couple of years to the system where you're kind of, you do, you get hit by that, just that overwhelm and that not knowing where to turn and the just the sickening feeling in the pit of your stomach. Um, sitting down to actually take a cold, hard look at whether it's the online bank statement or if it's cash, you know, that can be a genuine challenge. And I think for an awful lot of people, and I'm not going to say everybody's in the same boat because we're not, um, but for an awful lot of us, it, it can come with feelings of guilt of of I failed somehow or I've not, I've I've not done this properly. I, I should be able to do a better job of this. But but we don't always necessarily have the tools to hand to to start on, on a good foot. And people can feel very hopeless about it. Yeah. And we find that with a lot of people who are coming in, you know, they feel they're on their own and that, you know, that should have done better provided, you know, as they could. But we'll sit down with somebody, look at their income, look at their outgoings. Is there anything on the income side, you know, that you mightn't have thought about? If it's a social welfare payment, we can help you look at that, you know, linking with citizens' information to see that you're getting all your entitlements. Is there something that you can do then to increase your income if you're working? Have you looked at your tax credits? Is there anything, you know, that you need uh, to claim back your medical expenses? If you have somebody in college, there's a new tax relief now for students who are renting. So, as I said, money is a very personal thing. So 
it's can be very impersonal to direct somebody and there are excellent websites out there mm-hmm. and our own website and citizens information website but that can be difficult too and not everybody is you know tech savvy either so it's nice to have the face to face we stayed open during covid very proud of it that we can still meet people face to face it doesn't suit everybody so we're available at the end of the phone is that something that suits somebody better so then, like I mentioned at the top of the show, like we've been talking a lot in the last couple of weeks about um, the cost of electricity. As you said, it is basically a small mortgage at the point at this point in time. But even like if we were, and this t- does time to tend to be the time of year when we look at the jobs around the house. And for many households, we're looking at the cost of the electricity bill, the cost of heating the house or or the apartment, whatever it might be. And then maybe, God, that that door really needs to be replaced because it's really drafty and I'm just spending money on heat that's just going out the door. Or or my heating bill last winter was astronomical. So really, I need to look at insulating the attic or whatever it might be. So I, um, as some people will know, I was raised by a banker. So I, I and I did try and pick some bits up over the years, but I'm not sure that I paid as much attention as I should have done, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I've heard two methods. One where you save 10% of everything you earn, whether it's a social welfare payment or, or, or a salary payment. And another method that I've heard as well, people talk about the, what was it, the, the 50, 30, 20, where 50% goes on needs, um, 30% goes on savings and 10% goes on the I'd really like a holiday this year method. Yeah. Um, and when you start talking about figures like that, particularly in radio, I know people can switch off. So please bear with me for a moment. But if you want to, if you're looking around the house now and you're thinking, you're looking at the cost of electricity, the cost of heat, maybe you need to change the car and you want to get an electric car at some point in the future. How should we approach this so that it's sustainable? Because like, we could start off, we could get the salary in the bank account on a Monday morning and maybe put all of it into a savings account, but we need to eat too. You know, we need to pay rent, we need to pay the mortgage. So what's the easiest method to start us off on, Mary? Okay, so you have to be realistic, first of all. And with any budget, have a think about what you're spending because we're spending and sometimes we're not tracking it. So before you sit down to do your budget, we be it by yourself or come into us and we'll gladly help you do it. What are you spending? If you're being paid weekly, whether it's a social welfare payment or your wage coming in weekly, then we'll work out a budget weekly for you. If you're being paid monthly, then you need to backtrack and make sure that that monthly paycheck covers the month's diesel or rent or mortgage or whatever, your weekly food shop. Mm -hmm. So we break that down. First of all, look at what are your essential spending. So that is the roof over your head, your light, your heat, your food, medication, transport. Then what's left over? What's your disposable income? Have you any loans? Have you any personal loans? Have you any credit cards? Have you any catalogue debt? What is left over then for saving? Now, there's different types of saving. You're saving for the bills that are coming up. You're saving, be saving for that contingency. Now, the general rule of thumb we were taught is to have three months 
expenditure built up, you know, for that rainy day mm-hmm. where, you know, you do fall ill or you have to take time off to mind a family member. Three months to help you just get the main bills paid until you can get your own uh, payments in place. So that's that three month rainy day fund, which is what I've always aimed towards myself. I'm not going to say I've successfully gotten there, but aimed towards. Um, that's kind of your buffer. It's that's your buffer. So that's the worst were to happen. Exactly. You would have enough to get by. Yeah. Okay. So then you have your separate savings then, if you can, for that holiday, for your insulation, for your plan. So you need to work out then, when do you want to put in your insulation? How long have you got to save? How much is it going to cost you? And if you start saving next Monday, how long is it going to take you and how much do you need to put by? But there's no point in saying, I'm going to put in 100 euro a month and then you're clawing back 50 or you're mm-hmm. clawing back 70 and then your 100 is gone. So by doing your budget, first of all, making it realistic, try to put it somewhere that you can't get at it. I know that's easier said than done. That works for me. If I physically have to go to the credit union to take mm-hmm. out my money, I'll do it. If I can put it away online and transfer it back, if something comes up, it's too easy to do that. Um, another very good website is the CCPC, which is the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Um, they will give you, if you say, look at their managing t- uh, money tool section, you can get all the different banks, all their interest rates for savings and all the terms and conditions that go with that savings account. So you might suit you better to have one that you can't make a withdrawal on, you know, for a number of months, or you can only make one withdrawal per quarter or, and then put, open your savings on demand then for your contingency, if that's an emergency. So you're suggesting that you'd have your savings account for your rainy day fund. Yes. And that would be accessible in case of emergency. Yeah. But then that you'd have a separate account that would be more difficult to get the money out of for the long term planning of um, whether it be retrofitting or to support you in retirement. Well, whatever that 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 long term goal is. Yeah. And I'm very conscious there are people listening that they're on a payment and they are juggling between the roof over their head, their heat, their light, their food, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm talking about savings in general. And mm-hmm. um, I looked at it today. There are 30 weeks to Christmas, Ashley. On the one hand, that seems like a long period of time, but it's not really, is it? No. So no. if you say, OK, there's 30 weeks to Christmas, we all know it's coming. Every December, we think, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. So... A very simple thing, like trying to put 10 euro a week from now away for Christmas is 30, is 300 euro. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at lifestyle changes, if there is a goal that you particularly really, I really want this holiday or I really, you know, my daughter's getting married, I'm getting married, you know, what do I need to do or is there anything that can be cut back on? And you know, are you buying a cup of coffee every day? Make a lunch instead of um, eating out. 
all those little things. And it's very important to remind people too, everybody is entitled to a reasonable standard of living. So if that cup of coffee is what, you know, gets you through the day, absolutely have that cup of coffee. I'm not saying to anybody that this is what they should do. And even though we're called the money advice and budgeting service, we don't advise anybody. We're not financial advisors. You know, it's an independent service. It's confidential and it's, we take the emotion out of it. We can give people options and signpost them then to a different agency if, you know, we feel that that's what's needed. How important is it? Because like money is a, a very emotional topic um, and it it really can trigger things in people. And I know yeah. it's a, people hate that word trigger, but it really can make different people feel very differently about it. And people can be very opinionated about it and very judgmental about it. Mm-hmm. Um, how useful is it to have, whether it's yourself or somebody else, but an an objective pair of eyes with you to go through it, to to help you on that and to maybe put a basic budget together for the household for a month. Like how helpful is that, do you think? I think it's very helpful. Um, When people come in, they can quite often be very stressed. Um, I would like to think that they feel a lot better leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have any limit on the number of appointments you know, if somebody needs to come back, we've had people coming in literally with the plastic bag full of statements and bills and they're not able to open it. Yeah. Um, and again, it goes back to that emotional attachment to your own finances. Uh, if you have to do anything like review your own insurance, review um, your electricity provider, it's, it takes planning. It does. Yeah, it takes. And you need to set yourself time aside to do it. Don't beat yourself up and do it when you feel like it, Mm -hmm. you know, but be prepared that if I'm ringing around the electric companies today, I could be waiting because they are, you know, under terrible pressure as well. Um, And engagement is the other thing, you know, engage with, you know, the creditors directly if you can. If you're not able to, we can, you know, step in there. And with your permission, contact them for you. And I do think people feel an awful lot better once they have, you know, put steps in place to address whatever is bothering them. A a lady said to me last week, and it stayed with me, and she's in her 70s. She said, I try not to think about it during the day, but it keeps me awake at night. Now, nobody should feel like that. Um, Mental and physical health are the most important. Um, we can just, you know, look at it from a practical point of view, maybe see something that you haven't thought about. In general, people are doing their very best. I learn from clients coming in. I didn't realize that it's um, more cost efficient to have a full freezer. So this man is packing his freezer with bags of ice. Um, You know, little things like that. People are taking their own steps, but it can help just to have that overview for somebody just to, even if it's only to say yes you're doing a great job that's perfect I don't see if there's anywhere that you you know can make any tweak or have you thought about this I always say to people when you get your payment whether it's your wage or your social welfare payment 
pay your priority things out of it straight away. You know, put the diesel in your car, pay your rent, pay your mortgage if you can, do the food shop. If you're getting paid monthly again, make sure that you have enough a week four to put that diesel in the car. Because sometimes with the best will in the world, we can spend quickly or early in the month without thinking. Yeah, and that can be, I've been there myself where it's yeah, a long way to payday. And it can, you know, you can feel really awful and really very stressful. So it yeah. is, yeah, maybe... On, on payday, maybe try that to be your no spend day and just think about it first. Just a moment of, of just thought. Just a pause. Yeah. yeah, just a pause. Now, Mary, I'm afraid we are right out of time. But if what our conversation has resonated with, with anybody today and they'd like to get in contact with yourself or your colleagues in MAPS, mm-hmm. remind us, how do we do that? Okay, so you can phone our helpline uh, Monday to Friday. That's open from nine o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock at night. That's 0818072000. Call us here in Offaly, please, at 0818072710. And again, the MABS website is mabs.ie. But please do. If it's only just to pick up the phone, please don't feel that you're on your own. And as Mary very eloquently put it, we are all entitled to a good quality and a good standard of living, so so never feel guilty about doing that. And, and the heat, the heat in the home and the food on the table is very important, and you're entitled to it as yeah. much as anybody else is. Look after your health. Well, Mary, thank you so much for your time here on uh, Let's Go Green. It has been rather enlightening, and uh, perhaps we might have you on again, maybe a little bit towards Budget Day. We might we might look at uh, at something around Christmas that, and we'll see how much we've all put away. <laughs> I think you may have, you know, Mary, <laughs> up until today, there was a rule in Irish radio that we didn't mention the C word till the 8th of December. <laughs> I think you may have been the first person to break it for 2023. <laughs> but thank Actually, you very much. Very much. Delighted. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Midlands 183. Duncan Stewart, who, of course, has connections to the Midlands, is nominated for this year's Freedom of Dublin City alongside Greta Thunberg. Now, Greta Thunberg has become, I think it's fair to say, a household name and that's great. She started off the Fridays for the Future movement. She has brought the climate crisis from a youth perspective to a global stage and she can be thanked for really grabbing the media's attention. Okay, lots of other people have done the work too, but in fairness to her, she's done a lot of hard work. But I have to be honest about it. When I heard that she was nominated, like Duncan Stewart to me makes sense. Okay. Um, he's been um, a climate activist, um, a TV personality. You know, he's been working in this area for decades now and he's a household name. I think there's very few people in the country who don't know who Duncan Stewart is or perhaps thinking out loud now, perhaps I'm showing my age when I say that maybe younger people might not have heard who he is, but maybe they should. Fine, no objections from me on that one. But there are so many young people like those that we've had on the show here on Let's Go Green on Midlands 103 from Saoirse Exton, who's now at UN level, okay, 17 years old, currently sitting or leaving cert from Limerick and is representing Ireland in a committee of seven 
seven teenagers from around the world and Saoirse Exton was selected and perhaps she should get the freedom of Limerick City I don't know if there's that sort of a thing for Limerick but Ryan Dolan Dolan from County Westmeath he's the head of the Fridays for the Future group here in the Midlands and there are many many more young people like these two that I've mentioned that are working to raise climate crisis awareness that are working to actually solve the problem and coming up with really ingenious solutions from Dublin and outside the pale it should be added and personally I'd rather see one of those if we're going to select somebody who's working on environmental issues to praise to acknowledge their contribution to the the fight against the climate crisis or at least for their contribution towards raising awareness about the scale of the crisis personally I'd rather it be a young person from Ireland nothing against Greta absolutely nothing against her I'm sure if I met her she's a lovely person Um, she's absolutely gotten an awful lot of attention around the world she's also been nominated for an awful lot of things around the world too and like what's the aim here is it just to get the freedom of Dublin City on international media attention maybe it's not but Maybe it's more important that we're aware of the good work that's been done here in Ireland. Maybe it's more important that we recognise people who are doing the work here and we recognise them nationally. You know, do we always have to be looking for the international pat on the back to say, oh yeah, Ireland, you're doing a good job? Because the reality of it is we're not doing a good job when it comes to the climate crisis. We're not doing a good job in terms of protecting the environment. So when we do have these people working to do something about the problem that we're facing and we're all facing, you know, shouldn't we recognise them? Look, I'll stop my rant now. That's my soapbox for the week. And... Again, it's nothing personal against Greta Thunberg. As I said, I'm sure she's a lovely person. She clearly works very hard and clearly believes in what she does. But I would have rather see an Irish young person get nominated. Um, I would rather see people who are doing the work here be recognised for their efforts. Midlands 183. You're listening to Let's Go Green here on Midlands 103 and I hope you're enjoying our show so far this week. We're joined now by Lawrence O'Reilly. Lawrence is involved in the Sustainable Energy Communities Programme, which is a programme that Lawrence is going to tell us all about. But Lawrence is the mentor for that particular campaign for Leash and Offaly. And you're very welcome to the show, Lawrence. Thank you very much, Ashley. It's great to be here. Now, that title, it's a bit of a mouthful. It's Sustainable Energy Communities and you're the mentor for Leash Offaly. In a nutshell, what exactly is it? The Sustainable Energy Communities Programme is essentially a means to support local climate action um, for community groups in relation to energy that's used within homes, within community centres, within local clubs, within local businesses. Um, so the programme was initially launched in 2015 by the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland. Um, and it's been going really strong since then. We have, at the moment, 750 communities registered across the country. Um, about 40 to 45 of those are registered within the Leash Offaly region. Okay. So what does that mean then, like a community registering with yourself in Leash or Offaly? Like, like, what does it look like? Well, essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to support community groups in planning for um, decarbonisation or climate action, essentially reducing our reliance on fossil fuels at a local level. 
Um, so what the program does is it provides a number of supports for um, for community representatives to, first of all, understand at a very basic level what energy actually is, you know, what a kilowatt hour is, what a kilogram of CO2 emissions are, um, to kind of understand that in terms of um, the impact on the environment at a local level, but also to understand that in terms of how much it's actually costing our community. So it starts off at a very basic learning level um, and then it transitions into a planning type of a program where we, as your county mentor, support local community groups in identifying local energy retrofit renewable energy projects and what impact they would have in terms of local energy use, carbon emissions and cost savings as well. Um, And also, I suppose, the means to how that community group can actually complete those projects um, through, I suppose, from a technical perspective, but also from a financial perspective, because that's the biggest challenge really for community groups is where do we get the money for all of these hugely ambitious and sometimes challenging um, challenging opportunities that have been identified through the communities program, the Sustainable Energy Communities program. And finally, we lead into then supporting communities and actually completing those projects. So um, really working with them on um, on a personal level to try and support them in actually you know, applying for grant applications, identifying projects, um, realizing those projects, and kind of constantly improving and adapting as well to complete more projects, more ambitious projects over or the next five to 10 years, really. So talk to me then, like, give me an example of a project that you've been involved in. So we are regularly involved in master plans for communities, for example, where we support community groups in this whole planning process of the Sustainable Energy Community Initiative. So it's a 100% grant funded um, initiative that is an integral part of the Sustainable Energy Community Program, if you register on the network where we support the community group in, first of all, applying for that 100% funding from SCAI. When they have secured that funding, we support them in bringing in a consultant, um, a specialized energy consultant, to work with the community on identifying a baseline of energy use and carbon emissions within the community, on identifying projects within the community. And that would be completed um, by doing a number of home energy, um, home energy assessments for retrofit options on energy audits on community and local commercial buildings and supporting the community then and bringing that all together into a into a strategy and a roadmap for achieving specific targets as would be agreed by the energy consultant and the community in terms of what their ambition is, what they want to achieve. Um, so a lot of the examples that we would see in terms of actual projects would be batch retrofits of houses, for example, within a local housing estate. So um, going through SCAI using the various home retrofit grant funding programs um, at a batch level, this kind of economy of scale to bring in a contractor mm-hmm. to complete those works, to get them into the, you know, the B1, the A3 rated with, you know, quality insulation, um, air to water heat pump systems, um, adequate ventilation, but it also expands on to community centres and local clubs. So supporting a local GA club, for example, in uh, grant funding for uh, low energy LED floodlights, for example, um, for solar panels on the roof of a GA clubhouse. Or we have an example in leash of an outdoor swimming pool. We're currently applying for um, SEAI funding for solar panels for an outdoor swimming pool. So again, trying to make these community initiatives more self-sufficient as we know, rising energy costs have made it such a challenge for homeowners, for local businesses, for communities. So um, 
you know, there's there's such a mix of the type of projects that we do. Um, and it can be from simple engagement, learning, awareness of energy and carbon emissions and climate action, all the way through to some very ambitious projects like um, large-scale community-owned renewable energy generation, like wind and solar farms. It's really as, as ambitious as a community wants to be. So then the community has to approach you. So like how big does a group need to be to, to for the SEAI to take you on board? Could it be a small cul-de-sac that they want to get their houses retrofitted at the same time? Or do you need a certain number of people to be involved? For sure. That's a great question. No, there's no real hard definition of what a community needs to be because communities nowadays, they are so varied. Mm. Um, so an example of some of the community groups that we have currently registered are really active on our network. You know, we have local villages, local towns, you know, your Tullamores, your Clumbaloes, your Eden Dairies and Osby, for example. But we also have a collection of dairy farmers across County Leach. Um, we have the Midland co-working hubs registered on the network who have recently been awarded funding from SCAI for their energy master plan. And we also have the National Federation of Group Water Schemes on, on the program. So it's really, really varied in terms of what defines a sustainable energy community and how big it needs to be. And like you said, a small cul-de-sac could apply to be a sustainable energy community. And we would work with them in terms of understanding how they can retrofit it could be five, it could be 10, it could be 20 houses within that locality. Um, and that's really important for people, particularly in Offaly, where we have community benefit funds now becoming live from um, the large scale wind and solar farms that we see dotted across the county. And there's a lot of money that will be dedicated to uh, community groups in terms of loads of different initiatives, but energy is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. By identifying projects through the Sustainable Energy Communities Programme, whether it's a, a batch of local homes to be retrofitted or a community centre that needs renewable energy or insulation or a local GA club. Like I'd say, Lawrence, many people listening, when they hear this idea of, God, our housing estate could do retrofitting in all our houses on batch. But does that make it cheaper for the householder? Um, there would be economies in scale, for sure, for you know, if a community group was to collectively come together and identify a community centre, for example, that was in need of a new heating system or new heating mm-hmm. controls, and they were in um, they were in conversation with um, a local residential association, um, they could have, like you said, a number of houses, maybe five to ten houses that you know are ready to retrofit from any scale, really. Um, and also a local business. The Sustainable Energy Community pro- provides that platform for people to, first of all, just collectively come together and talk about the issues locally in terms of energy, costs, projects, how we fund those projects. But it also provides that opportunity for all those people to come together and say, hey, listen, we're looking to retrofit our houses in this housing estate. The local GA club are equally looking to you know, carry out some form of a retrofit or put in LED lights. Can we go to a single contractor and um, get a better price in relation to uh, the projects themselves. But also in terms of grant applications, it also makes your project um, more competitive. You know, you've got collectively larger energy savings, larger CO2 emission savings, and the likes of SEAI, the likes of local authority, community time action funds, they'll all look favorably at that. Um, but also to highlight, like projects don't need to be hugely ambitious either to have an impact. It could be something as simple as um, working with your mentor to... Uh, run workshops or clinics on simple home energy saving tips on what retrofit fit, fit options are actually in your home. But also not a lot of people are aware that 
Um, while the target is for homes in particular to have full deep retrofits, there's also the option to cherry pick measures from grant schemes as well. And say, for example, if we look at the uh, highest contributors to heat loss within a home in terms of insulation, it's going to be our walls and our roofs. Um, and SEAI do provide up to 80% funding for cavity wall insulation and pitched roof insulation, attic insulation. And those two measures alone can be very, very cost effective for the homeowner. Uh, very simple for a contractor, a local contractor to come in and do those works and have a huge impact in terms of the comfort of your home, but also reducing the energy demand of your home as well. Um, so I think the options are really wide. They're really varied in terms of what a community group can do and the scale at which they can do that as well. And I'm thinking as well, like I know in Tullamore, for example, there's both a women's shed and a men's shed and they're not exactly in luxurious conditions in the, in the homes that they have. Now, they're, 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 they're great facilities. So could groups like that come together and say, well, do you know what? We're housed in the town centre, but maybe 40, 50, 60, 70 people benefit from our services every week. Yeah. But our, like in the winter, the place is freezing. Can we, can we get some help with that? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And as part of the energy master plan process, which is embedded within the plan, which is embedded within the plan stage of the sustainable energy community development, there's an opportunity to have facilities like that energy audited by um, a certified energy consultant to really I- identify and highlight what what unique opportunities are available for those specific buildings to make them more comfortable. Because when they're more comfortable from a thermal perspective, from a heat perspective, more people are going to come. More people are going to want to be there on Wednesday mm-hmm. or Thursday evening to get together and collectively do their thing, whatever that is. Um, so there's there's huge opportunity for those groups to collectively work together in terms of, yes, retrofits, but also understanding energy bills themselves, like looking at their energy bills and saying, like, what is a kilowatt? What tariff am I on? Can I be on a better band? Can we work together as a community organization to support each other in changing our energy supplier and reducing our energy use simply by not even going down these ambitious energy retrofit projects? So, you know, the scope, as I mentioned before, is really, really vast for what community groups and organizations can do, can do together when, when they speak together and work together on this program. And it's great to hear that like projects like the outdoor swimming pool, I think that's Balanakil and Leash, isn't it? Balanakil, correct. Yeah, Yeah, right. and like I know there's an outdoor pool in Banner as well and off. Like we have all these facilities that are, perhaps we don't actually publicise enough, but that's another conversation. Um, but we have these facilities that can also benefit that we mightn't think of when we think of retrofitting schemes or energy saving schemes straight away. So it's it's great to hear that there are supports available. So if if you're listening to this um, and you mentioned that there's mentors for every county in, in the country. So if you're not from Leash or Offaly, there will be a mentor in your locality. How right. do you go about getting on board with this? What's your first port of call? The first port of call, if you're looking for your county mentor, you can simply email sec at seai.ie. That's the main port of contact for the SEC program with an SEAI's main office. Um, but if you're looking to simply register on the network, uh, simply Google SEAI Sustainable Energy Communities Program, and there's a dedicated web page where you can register your community in as simple as five to 10 minutes. When that's complete, SEAI will be in contact with you in a number of days. They'll also be in contact with myself, say, for example, if it's a community that's registered in Offaly, I'll be giving your details and I will personally be reaching out to that particular community group to start a conversation, to come out and just discuss the Sustainable Energy Communities Program, help you learn about it, the various different milestones, and really 
put together like a high level plan of, of how we want to move forward and and where the community wants to go with it. Because the most important message from this conversation, Ashley, is that this is a community led initiative. Mm-hmm. Everything from this belongs to the community. It's a locally driven, grassroots driven initiative. And it's very important that the community have a say in this. And that that say in that direction is very much respected by myself as the county mentor as well. Um, you can also reach out to me by email. So my email is l.o'reilly at ors.ie if you'd like to learn more about the Sustainable Energy Communities Program or even if you just want me to come out to your community, maybe meet your Tidy Towns group, meet your development association, meet your business association, whatever it is, and just have a synopsis talk like we're having here today about the program. And then I walk away and I leave it with you to make the decision whether you want to register. There's absolutely no pressure with a program like this. Um, but we encourage it as much as we can because we think it's a fantastic resource and it's growing and it's creating a nationwide network as well, where all of these community groups working on projects are talking, they're linking. So many of these projects are just, they're repeating the same thing over and over again. And we want to get that message message across that there's so much that you can learn from your neighbors or so much you can learn from a community up north or down south or anywhere across the country, you know? And it is one thing to say, oh, I'd love to do such and such for my community. But actually, if you have the opportunity to go and see what someone else has done and figure out how they did it and speak to them before applying in your own community, it can make it all seem just more doable and more manageable. So if you're interested in getting involved, make sure and look at the SEAI website. That's the SEAI.ie and look up the Sustainable Energy Communities Programme there or even, as Lauren says, just simply Google Sustainable Energy Community Programme SEAI and you will be pointed in Lawrence's or his colleague's direction. Lawrence O'Reilly, thank you very much for your time on Let's Go Green this week. Midlands 183. I do have to say farewell for the week. If you would like to feature on Let's Go Green, make sure and hop over on midlands103.com. Click on On Air Team and click on my name, Ashling O'Rourke, and get in contact with me there directly. I always enjoy hearing from you about things that you are working on or things that you'd like to see featured on the show. Please do get in contact with me and I read every single message and they are all appreciated. But in the meantime, have a great week, stay safe, and I'll be back same time next week with another edition of Let's Go Green. Midlands 183.